All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show international recording artist DJ Sertaj. What is up? Nothing much, man. What's going on? It's Cooney. How you doing? How you I'm, feeling? I'm good, man. Please call me Brad, brother. Call me Brad. All right, Brad. Brad what's going on? What's yeah. happening? Yes, sir. Doing good, man. I was uh, looking forward to talking to you. I read up on your uh, your background a little bit. You have an interesting resume. Um, before we get into your latest projects, if you don't mind, tell my listeners a little bit about you, um, when and how it all got started. Like, what, what, what got you into making music in the first place? Yeah, man, so, uh, you know, it's been a long way coming, a long journey. Um, you know, I grew up in a musical family, you know, usually that's that's number one key as far as a lot of artists, you know, they have some kind of influence growing up. Um, you know, my parents, my grandparents, you know, they were more so into the, the church, the temple thing, you know, we did a lot of sing, a lot of hymns and stuff, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So when I moved here when I was young, I moved around when I was seven, uh, we did a lot of cultural events here in Atlanta. Um, by the way, you know, India, I'm from Jammu Kashmir, that's North India. I was born there, and uh, when I moved to Atlanta, my grandfather, he was in a temple here that they had uh, started back in the 80s. Um, so there was a there was a professor that used to come to, come to our temple, a you know, Sikh, Sikh guy, uh, Indian guy. Uh, he was actually a professor at Georgia Tech. Hmm. So he started organizing events uh, for the Georgia Tech, uh, the... Um, on staff and the students, you know, to show them the variety of culture that we bring, that he, he was a part of as well, but he couldn't really portray it until he got a hold of some of the young youths and we, you know, we did the dances, the, the singing, the, the, the drums and everything. So that kind of paved the way for me because I was eight, nine, but my, my cousins, they were older, like 12, 13, 15. And so we had like a kind of group. So, uh, you know, I found it really interesting and it was really good. It was actually good because, you know, it, it, it showed the, the, the different cultures that we have because back then, you know, in the 90s, early 90s, you know, people were just getting introduced to India and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So that was really a push to when people clapped, you know, people praised us, you know, after the event, that kind of got me feeling like, okay, you know, this could go somewhere. So fast forward to my college time, you know, I was on pharmaceuticals and my cousin, uh, but, but his name is Indian, and he uh, dropped me, you know, he gave me a little demo tape, you know. He was like, yeah, check this out, you know. So I listened to it, and the other beats were kind of whack, the mixing was whack, but his lyric was on point. And they mm-hmm. were kind of, you know, like both sides of the table, you know what I'm saying, both best of the world, the Indian and the hip-hop. So, so then I was like, you know what, we can do something with this. And I changed my major to music, went into sound engineering and everything, yeah. and opened up the studio. And we started recording, and that's when I met my mentor, Mr. Koo. He he was like, yo, you guys are dope. You guys got something totally different, something new. And you guys together can really, you know, do some great things. So that's when we started. We released our first volume, you know, uh, Triple P Entertainment, you know. And that did pretty uh, fairly well. Then I was introduced to India back home in Bollywood. They called me for a couple of records with one of the leading P-series. That's the company there that, that provides a lot of music for the movies mm. so journey's been up and down i mean it's been great man you know over the years you know we did a lot of collaborations but i think my, my main turning point was being those cultural shows that i was introduced to when i was young you know that kind of put me in a platform you know absolutely now you mentioned earlier that you're from Kashmir. yeah jammu Kashmir. That's the border of like Pakistan and India. Yeah, you know it all used to be India before, but until after 1947, right when, when it's Pakistan. So 
a lot of my grand grandparents there, right, they had to move from the Pakistan side because now it was Pakistan. Right, right. So they leave everything behind and go over the mountains, come on this side, and it was just a big mess, man. But you know, they they survived it, they made it through, and made sure you know we had a better opportunity. You know, I have some friends that live that are from uh, Kashmir. I live there still. Okay, yeah, man. My friend. Um, my friend Marush, her name is Marush Pandey. She lives there. Okay, great, great, yeah, yeah. man. Really good people. Really good. Kashmir's yeah. are very, very, very good people. I have a, yeah, a lot of respect for them. Respectful people, man. You know, it's just that the media, don't go by the hype of the media. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I, I never do that. I don't do that with any, yeah. any, any location or culture, man. I've been in 22 countries in my life. I've traveled the world. And wow. and when I you know a lot of that was when I was in the Navy so um, yeah. I got a chance to travel a lot when I was in the Navy and I traveled yeah. some other you know when I was out of the Navy too but I I I am really blessed to be able to do that because I can cut through all the nonsense you see on the news. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. In, 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 in the box, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know when I was in Israel, um, and we'll get back on your career in just a second. But when I when I was in Israel. Um, it's funny because I was there for about a week and I was invited back to a Palestinian family's home for a meal me and, me and a couple of my shipmates so we went we went and it was great I and mean, we meet a really really good family people they cooked us a traditional meal and of course we talked about you know the current this is back in the late 80s dude so it was really it was a it was a it was a bad deal back then I mean because there were there was people blowing up school buses and it was crazy yeah. But what's funny was a couple of days later, before we left, we got invited back to a Jewish family's home for a meal. Mm. And what's interesting is both conversations we had with the Palestinian family and the Jewish family, both sides just wanted the same thing, man. They just wanted to yeah. be peace. They wanted to be have peace and raise their kids, you know. And I seen the beauty in both sides, man. You know, there's exactly. good people everywhere. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the kids, you know, and uh, that's what. They're more culture oriented, very strong about that. You know? Yeah. But it's just, it's a shame, man, that, you know, uh, you know, what can you, what can you say? You know what I'm saying? We, we love it and we hate it, you know? Yeah, exactly. All right, so um, let me look at my notes here. Um, so the song Big Pockets. Um, yes, now, I'm trying to look to see which one did I listen to. I, I listened to one of these songs just a little while ago. I want to make sure I got the right one. Yep, I listened to Big Pockets. Okay, cool. So this song really surprised me. And I, I, I just had a feeling you were going to be good. So when I hit play, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay. yeah, okay, this cat right here is the real deal. I mean, right away, I was like, okay, all right. I got, some, I got something good to listen to. So talk to me about this song. Um, give me the backstory of it, how, how this song got born. Yeah, man. So I was in the studio uh, with my, you know, producer, uh, Mr. Koo. Um, he, uh, you know, just, you know, usually he likes to just play some beats and stuff like that. You know, we surviving. But what he, he made this one while I was there. So he was working on this production. And when I when he got done, we were probably like 30 minutes, 40, 45 minutes into his, his production. And the hook just clicked. Because you know I like to use a lot of melodic tones on my records, yeah. And the hook, the hook just—I wanted to make a feel-good song, you know, and uh, you know, like just living my life the way I live, you know, enjoy, you know, you don't have to really 
show too much, you know what I'm saying? But people get the idea, you know, even the video itself, you know, it was, it, 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 it's not all what I can show, but for the time being, I had to do with what I had to do with, but I needed to make some content because I really wanted to get that record out. Mm -hmm. And I got the opportunity to get uh, Corny Cash on that record with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, you know, he's, he's a very talented individual as well, man. So he, he definitely, you know, uh, played his part real well on that record. He, he matched my vibe, you know, and everything. And, and, uh, that, you know, for me, it was like, uh, you know, he was, he's a good friend of one of the producers as well. So, it was kind of easy for me to get that deal going, but the way he delivered his vocals and the way I did mine and the, the way the song came out, it's just a very melodic, just very tuned, um, you know, just, just a fun song overall. And that was the whole idea behind that record. You know, I, I didn't want to do too much, uh, you know, just whenever you hear it, you know, you just vibe with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And I, what I liked about it also, like, well, I like the hook a lot. But I like how it's got different little flavors and textures to it, um, and there's yes. definitely an, an, an East Indian, East Pac or not Pakistani, well, I guess Pakistani, or Kashmir. Yeah. Um, it has that flavor to it. You know what I mean? It's got a hip hop flavor, and it's got that East Indian, East Pac the Pakistani, Kashmirish flavor too. And I like that. And now you coined something yeah. called Punjabi hop. Did I say that right? Yeah, yes, sir. Punjabi. Um Basically, my background is Punjabi, you know, uh, the state of Punjab, which uh -huh. half is in Pakistan and half is in India, you know, uh, you know, after the split. But uh, my background is Punjabi. Uh, the religion is Sikh, Sikhism. Okay. You know, it means to learn, you know, uh, that, that's the meaning of the word. So you learn every day throughout your whole life. Even when you're dying, you learn about death. So yeah. you truly don't know everything. You know what I mean? So that uh, the Punjabi hop is a... Uh, I have other records. I'm actually doing a record now, which we'll get into later. The next record I'm doing is called Slide. That one has that Punjabi hop, the, the whole 100% Punjabi hop feel what we created, the genre we created ah. you know, because of the end, you know? This this record, uh, Big Pockets with Corny Cash, is more on the hip-hop end with a little melodic. But the next record, the Slide record, is the, the actual Punjabi hop genre record. Which you will get to here, you know, once I'm done with it. You know what I mean? I will, hopefully, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, yeah, so that, what song did you collab with the Ying Yang Twins on? Yeah, it's, uh, that one. Uh, that one actually is a Punjabi hop record too. Uh, okay. That one uh, is called uh, John. John means uh, you know your, your life, your love, you know. And uh, that record is is very hot record, man. Very hot record. I'm in the process of finishing up that deal now. That's that's uh that that features Ying Yang and my cousin as well. Um, that one be on the lookout for that one because that one be a, will be a game changer for sure. You know the yeah. tunes on that one are are immaculate, man. And they they like you said that that the Punjab the the, the feel the Kashmir feel everything mm -hmm. you want to get exactly that on that record. You know, I really enjoy that, man. I I like that that when I listen to your song. Um, yes. I just I just really like that mix. I like I like that combination of that the hip hop because you definitely you can rap now you can darn sure rap. Um, yeah, thank you. But you mix in that 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 East Indian feel to it, man. I like I like yeah. it a lot. I was surprised. I was like, damn, this is pretty uh, good. You, when you get a chance, um, you know, on my channel or you know on on, on Google, um, I did like six or seven records for Bollywood too. You know, those records are in their category of their own, but they were. They were not more so of hip hop, but they were more like uh, uh, pop 
and and Punjabi mm-hmm. uh, folk songs, you know. So when you say when you say you did songs for Bollywood, is that basically soundtracks for for Bollywood films? Is that is that what you're saying? Well, I did I did two film two I mean one song for a film there, and one song I did for a film that was from there, but it was shot in Atlanta. I was actually an actor in that movie as well. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. So you know, been been working, man. Been working, but. Uh, when I got on tour, I think it was uh, 2019, uh, I got on the tour and it was cut short due to COVID, you know, that you know, yeah. stuff happens. But I was in Australia, I had Dubai, we had Thailand, India, and I think I was supposed to do, uh, I believe it was Egypt or one of them places, but they had a lot of Indian influence, you know, in those countries, in those uh, cities I was going to. Yeah. But it got short, but because of those records I did for Bollywood, they were kind of climbing up, you know. It was, it, was, it was a great deal. It was a great fun for me too, man. And you know, it, it was an experience that I outweighed my whole life, you know. Yeah, man. So, do you uh, do you get any royalty checks for that stuff still, or is it was it just a contractual, like just a contract? That was, that one? Was, yeah, that one. That one. There, there's no royalty when you deal with those big companies over there, but they do provide you shows. Yeah. So you make your money on the shows. So they they definitely uh, give you you know get you a ten ten city ten country tour. Or 15 tour, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you, you know, you get your money accordingly to those uh, events, you know, depending on who you're doing it with, who else is going to be there and all that. You know? mm-hmm. Now, with you mentioned COVID a minute ago. Um, right now, the country's, thankfully, we're kind of in a little bit of a lull. There's some hot spots in a couple parts of the country. Um, yeah. What, what's the live venue's been like for you with, with, have you been doing some live, more, a little more live shows, or are you just concentrating on just doing stuff studio mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, I've been doing uh, live shows here in Atlanta, um, uh, neighboring cities, you know, uh, a few of my friends, they own uh, clubs too down here, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of put me on, and then uh, Indian Indian organizations that are in Atlanta, uh, one one of them my cousin's a big part of, you know, that does all the business leaders of Atlanta, the Indian society, so they do a lot of uh, shows here. They bring uh, singers and stuff like that from India here, and I open up and stuff for them too. So we get to mingle with them and plus, you know, uh, jam out. You know what I'm saying? Jam with them, have jam sessions. Um, hmm. I know, I know. We were. I just came back from India. I was actually in New Delhi uh, about two, three weeks ago. I'm working on two projects there. I got a I got a singer there that uh, he wants me to collab on on the hip hop end, mm-hmm. and I gave him one of my records too to collab with me on his singing and you know on the Indian. So that. That'll be coming up pretty soon as well, you know. So I've been, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, stay in tune and keep, keep working. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing discouraged me. You know, stuff happens. You know, stuff happens, but you gotta, you gotta keep moving. You know, and yeah. you can't let, you can't let it hold you back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let me ask you this: like, how, how much did your parents support your decision to pursue music? Because I know culturally, um, Indians and folks from Kashmir and Pakistan are similar to Asian culture as far as the strict parents wanting, you know, business, you know, to go into business yeah. and things like that. Um, did you get support to, to pursue music from your parents? Fortunately, man, fortunately, I was lucky enough. My mom, uh, she's very supportive, you know. Good. My dad is very supportive of her. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, <laughs> whatever she says goes. Ah, I love it. <laughs> about him he's, he's a genuine guy he's a loving guy yeah and you know they've been married 50 i'm a fool as hell you know so i know why you know because 
you know, the love he's got for her. But she was actually the first one to push me towards the music by way of buying me the DJ equipment because I started out as a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? I think because in the early stage, like when I was like 12, 13, one of my other friends, uh, his brother, older brother, was a DJ here in Atlanta, and he was an Indian DJ, you know, so she used to tell him all the time, take him with you, take him with you. You know, you got show, take him. He'll, he'll carry your speakers. He'll carry everything. Take him with you because she wanted me to learn, yeah. you know, and, and, and he did. He always took me everywhere, you know, this, that. He always looked out for me, showed me the ropes, and then I told my mom, I'm ready, that she bought me my first set. I think she spent like... I think like three, four thousand dollars or something for wow. the turntables and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then I started uh, earning income, you know, doing events. So I paid her back, you know. She didn't want no money, but I paid her back slowly, you know. Every time I got a gig, you know. So that kind of also, you know, it was a factor for me to change over to music because I told you I was born for pharma pharmacy, you know, and all that. But you know, my mind wasn't there. You know, my heart wasn't in there. You exactly. Know? The music was. Kind of like you know, and and then I learned also that you you can have a passion, but you also have to have a a way of earning money to mm -hmm. support that passion. You know. Yeah, hundred percent, man. So, yeah, I wanted to yeah, ask that because I have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a little bit of a delay in our in our phone connection. That's why we step on one mm -hmm. another. No problem. No problem. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask that because I have a lot of friends. Um, I have some good friends from Vietnam, and, and, and their parents are like old school, um, and they were like, you know, they they really put a lot of pressure on on the kids to to pursue like the college degrees and business degrees, and one of them just wasn't into it, man. She just wanted to open up her own nail shop, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I feel that totally, man, because when we first moved here, you know. Believe it or not, I probably didn't see my dad for like almost six months, you know, maybe a year because he used to go to work for it before I woke up for school and yeah. come back after I go to sleep. So, like, we were the first generation of our, of my side of the family that became here. And so when I grew up, even like when I was 15 and 16, I was DJing, going to school and working, you know? Yeah. Because I wanted to buy for the family. So, you know, I had opportunities too. I could have went through football, got a scholarship. I could have joined the Navy or the Army after I graduated because a lot of my friends did. You know, they even told me, they said, look, man, you come on. But I, I had to stay and help my parents, you know, work because they had just bought a small business right. when I was graduating. So they saw all that, so they wanted to for me to pursue whatever I want as well, you know? Yeah, I love they it. Were like, because they were like, you know, you put down the foundation because now my brothers, both them older brothers, they got kids. So they don't have to go through what we went through. So now they can go to school, they can go to college, and they don't mm -hmm. worry about the earning, you know, so stuff like that. So we kind of paved the way, but hand to hand, you know, we we worked together on that. So they weren't really that forceful on us too, because they saw everything going on around us, you know. Sure, you know that's the thing about America. Now America is not perfect. America's oh, got right. America's right. got some issues. America's got some problems, but this country is a great country because look at the opportunities it's given you. It's given me. Um, so there's opportunities, man. It gives you choices. You know, it's it's oh, a little great course, country. Man. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Like I said, we have a love and hate relationship with this country. You know, we yeah. love what it does for us. Sometimes we hate what it does to other countries, but we love it because we get all the facilities here. Yeah. And if we don't do what we need to do over there, then the same thing can happen to us here. If you, you know what I mean. So That's it's right. just kind of. You can't. The, 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 you cannot. You cannot be saying. You cannot boo this country. 
and live in this country. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, what I like to, what I like to say is, because there there's some people that like to bask, they like to bask in the liberties and bask in the freedoms that this country gives them, but then at the same time they want to bash it. You know what I mean? So it's like you gotta you gotta find you gotta find a happy medium in there. You know, you have to appreciate, you know, what a lot of people oh, yeah. died for this country too, you know. There's combat veterans and I'm a veteran, you know, I serve this country. So there is, you know, yeah. there is a there is a me, a happy medium you have to find in there. Um I grew so. up, you know, in India where I'm from, you know, like Jammu Kashmir side, you know, we're from like a rural village, you know. Yeah. And uh our house was made of, you know, I hate to say it, but it was made of cow manure, you know, because yeah. it hardens, it becomes like a rock, you know. And, you know, we had one bathroom, well, bathroom was as far as I can, you, we can't see you, that's the bathroom, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> I remember all that, you know, and my mom always pressed that point on me every time I traveled back to India. She was like, look, when you go there, when you meet anybody, you deal with anybody, anybody say something to you, just remember that you were from there too. So yeah. don't forget that, you know. That's so great that advice. Kind of, that kind of made me into who I am today, you know, being respectful yeah. and, and being thankful for all that God has given us, you know. Hundred percent, man. Great advice from your from your mom. All right, so let's talk about you. You had brought up this record, Slide. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about this record. I mean, when are you going to drop it, and what's the what's the what's the plan for it? So, plan is uh, we're shooting the video for it uh, around May second and third. Um, the video should be done. The song is done already. The video should be done, and I, I believe we might release it by end of May, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that record itself, when you, you know, like I said, when you get the chance to hear it, uh, that one is that real Punjabi hop. That's me and my uh, cousin, my cousin and I, and his name is Indian, and it spells his, it spells it by uh, N D N three letters, so Indian. Okay. And Bertaj, uh, of course, and. Uh, yeah, man, that that's a, it's a dope record, man. It's, it's a love record. It's, it's a feel-good record, too. We, we try to stay away from negativity. We try to stay away from, nice. you know, too flashing, you know, too much vulgarity. You know, we don't we try to minimize as much as we can. But, you know, yeah. we grew up, you know, uh, you know, we grew up in the hood, too, you know. But, you know, that doesn't mean we got to portray a certain type of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I do. I do. Um, so is this a is this a single or, or is this a multi-song record? Yeah, no, it's a single. It's, it's going to be a single. I'm okay. dropping most of these singles right now. Uh, we'll do a, an album or a mix um, coming maybe beginning of fall or maybe end of fall. But right now it's just singles. We're probably shooting for like three, four more singles before we get into that. Gotcha. So what do you want to what do you want to get done before 2023 gets here? I mean, obviously you want to drop this. You want Drop a few more singles. Is there any other goals you have for the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the goal is to just have fun, man, while doing it. That's the main thing. And um, I know there's a movie uh, coming out. It's called The Gas Station uh, that was shot in Atlanta as well. I'm in it, too. You know, um, that, you know hopefully that one is going to do pretty well. And, uh, you know, just... Are you there? Hello.